All right, here we are live. This is Totally Uncensored, where anything goes. I'm Mike Robles. And today I'm excited to have my guest with me. Not only is he a longtime friend, but uh, he's one of the top Latino comedians in the country. Been on the original Latin Kings at Comedy. A writer for Funny You Should Ask. And one and only, Joey Medina. Hey, hey, what's up? Medina, man. What's up, Mike? Man, I feel like I'm introducing you from the stage. You might have seen him. Oh, the original. <laughs> oh man, bro, how you been, man? Good, man, good. I'm just uh, dude. This weird zombie apocalypse, man. It's it's just it's crazy. Things have been, um, you know, it's 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 just been really crazy. It, it's with everything. Everything right. in life is it's just it's going well, weird. How, how, how you been dealing with it? You know, as comedians, I was doing at work. I mean, what have you been doing with the town time? Well, you know. When everything broke out, everything obviously all my gigs got got uh, canceled. Um, but luckily, I was still writing for uh, Funny You Should Ask, so I still I worked from home. And I actually, they they doubled my work, so I actually was working harder and more for the same money, unfortunately. But I was, but a check was still coming in, and then um, you know, then then we went to hiatus, and and the gigs came back, but now they're gone again, so it's. Starting from scratch. So you just hanging out in the house, that's it, not going out. You wearing a mask like you're supposed to? Oh yeah, I'm wearing I got all kinds of masks. Actually, uh <laughs> I ordered out I, I today in the mail I got my uh I have to still pick it up, but I got I got my um my uh, Puerto Rican with the Puerto Rican flag on the mask. I'm like oh, nice, nice, nice. Don't people so I don't want no one to mess with me and go, you know, I'm serious, but I'm ready to kick some butt. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, that's a cool mask, man. So let me ask you, bro. I heard when original Latin Kings at comedy, right? Mm -hmm. That's one of the highest selling DVDs I heard for Latin yeah, yeah. comedy, right? But now your performance, I don't know who told me if it was Felipe Esposa told me, but he said you were wearing a girdle. Oh, I was. You were wearing a girdle. Yes. What's up with that, man? Well, what ha what ha happened was, <laughs> was um, uh, someone else was wearing a girdle too, but I'm not going to say who it was because that's their business. I don't know who made it. <laughs> I'll tell you later. But um, no, what happened was, you know, it was this thing was going to be, sh you know, played in a movie theater. You know, it was going to be huge, and it was right. So I wanted to look really good. We had a makeup artist, we had a wardrobe person that took me to Macy's to buy me clothes, and you know, um. And I was even a lot thinner than I am now. And I was like, I want to look good. I want to look perfect. Right, you know, people right. can see this in movie theaters. Yeah, so right, uh, right. I got a girdle, man. I put that on. <laughs> so I want to look as slim as I could. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, you look good, bro. Thanks, man. I was holding it all in. <laughs> see, that's, that's some little behind-the-scenes story that we're going to enjoy. I forgot all about it until you just mentioned it. Yeah, see? Well, so next time someone checks you out on Latin Kings of Comedy, they're going to be like, that wearing a girdle. He's wearing a girdle, bro. <laughs> wearing, he's wearing a girdle and no underwear. Oh, God. That's even better, right? <laughs> so let me ask you, with all this pandemic stuff in that, what do you think about these Zoom comedy shows? Personally, I'm not into it. You know, where well, you have, like, live comedy with no audience. You know, with comedians, Joey, we're doing this a long time, right? We're used to that stage, the audience. Like you said, the girdle. We used to looking good, right? I don't think on a Zoom, bro, with delayed action, you know, and transmission, that we look good, man. We look like, you know, I don't think it's good for our image. What do you think? I did. I I agree with you, except I did one show mm -hmm. online, and it was a Zoom show, and um, 
believe it or not, it, I had a blast, man. It was, all you have to do is, is know in advance, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be a little different, a little awkward, a little slower. And the good thing about Zoom versus just doing it straight into the camera with nobody laughing is you hear people. You hear them laugh. So you what get it. What do you hear? Well, because Zoom is back and forth, right? So with a, you know. Who's laughing? Yeah, and you see, you're looking at the monitor. You could, you're, you know, you're looking at the monitor. You're looking at the computer, right. and you see all the little squares, like in the Brady Bunch, ah, right? Okay, okay, okay. And, you, and you see them, and they're laughing. And it's like it's like doing a television spot. You have to time the laughter, like the la you have to time your reaction by their okay. laughter. The laughter, right? And once you once you get that, you're it's it's like it's just like doing a regular show, just uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> You know what I mean? All right. So then you're okay with the the Zoom thing? I yeah, I would do it again. It, I was really scared at first. I was very nervous. I was I was, I was buzzed on wine and and uh, but I but I did it and it turned out good and I was happy. Well, let me ask you, bro, because I've been you know we're friends on Facebook, right? Right. So I I see your feed constantly, bro. I want to know, man, what is this campaign you have going on about Donald Trump, bro? <laughs> I would say, man, you were probably one of the top Facebook users that every day, every post, bro, you got some funny shit to say about Trump, man. Dude, I can't help it. It's He does stupid shit every five minutes. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm hoping he doesn't do it because I just, I don't, I'm tired of posting about it. And my thing is this, I don't know what bothers me more. Donald Trump being as incompetent and stupid as he is, or people just support him like he's, you know, like he's Gandhi, like he's like he's right. Jesus, and that yeah, I right. that I don't get. Mm. I don't get that. Now, I, like to me, if somebody said, "Listen, I'm a Republican, and I'm going to support a Republican no matter what, no matter how stupid he is," I'm going to go, "All right, I disagree with you, but okay, I get it." But when they go, "Oh no, he's great. Everything he says is the truth," then I'm like, "You're fucking with me, right?" Because <laughs> he's not, and that's a lie. So, like, right. that, that's what it's just kind of like like it's almost. I feel like. Every like they're all hypnotized, and I'm the only one not hypnotized. Like you ever see that movie? Well, you ever see that? I feel like there's movies where like you know the one person knows the truth about everything, and everybody else uh, thinks something else. It's like that's what I feel like. I'm like Are these uh, people fucking with me. Are they lying. Like <laughs> it's scary, bro. It's scary. It's very scary. Yeah. By the way, no, real quick, the sun is not hitting you on your chin. Oh right Jesus now. Christ! I know it's. Maybe now, you wanna, I got no. I got. It's all sun here. Oh, you look good, you know. There you go. Oh, bro, there you look great, bro. You look great. Hold on, let me move myself. So, okay, there we go. All right. Well, the sun's not taking place again. You had it good before. You had it good before. I know. All right, move this way. Okay, right there, right there, right there. Lot of sun in this house. All right. There you go. All right. So you're looking good there. All right. You still got a little silver. We'll keep moving, bro. All right. So, uh, maybe you're looking good, bro. You're a ladies' man, right? Yeah, I wish. But, I mean, that, that's the rep you got in the business between you and well, me. You're, right? they go, yeah, Medina, like, you're, like, you're single, available, right? 20, I mean, 20 years ago, man. 20 years ago. Now I'm just, I'm like, I'm like the godfather at the, at the end of the movie when he's just playing with, like, growing tomatoes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's playing with his grandchildren and then gets a heart attack. That's kind of me now. That's you now. Yeah, so you're chilling out now these days, right? Yeah, just chilling, working, you know, and then doing my other stuff, man. Production. What are you doing? Is, you won a you won a uh, an award for director, right? Your short film, right? 
Yeah, I've won a few awards actually. I've I've won I've, I've won maybe like two or three directing awards, and I've won. Oh, wow. What were the name of the films? Huh? Well, the first award I won was for the first movie I did was uh, it's, it's El Matador, mm. and that's the one that everybody's in. You know, Paul Rodriguez is in it, Felipe Esparza, Emilio Rivera, uh, Gabriel's in it. Right. And your favorite uh, comedian, your favorite comic, Ernie G is in it. Oh yeah, well, remember so Ernie G? Part. He's the one that you wanted to punch in the face, right? Yeah, I wanted to punch a lot of people. Yeah, Ernie and I got into a little thing. I don't like to talk too much, but yeah, he, yeah, him and I got into a something one time. Because right, you used to be a boxer, remember that? Yeah, yeah. Remember? Of course you remember that. I know people remember that you used to box. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm not. That's one thing. I'm never. I'm never. Uh, I'm never. Uh, you know, hesitant right. to uh, to box. Do what I got to do, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't like violence. I don't like I don't like fighting at all. And I try to talk myself out of everything if everybody gets involved. But I, but you know, I did it professionally for a whole bunch of years, and I did right. it as a kid for all these years. So I've never been shy to know that if I have to, you know, throw some blows, right, right. you know, but hey, maybe I won't win. I don't care. But eh. you got, well, you at least you know how to do it. You know, me, yeah. I wouldn't even know where to throw my hands, bro. I remember one time this this guy came up to me. This is a long time ago, and uh, he looked at me and like you know he's like he want, like he's gonna fight me. And I told him I go look, bro, you you can hit me as hard as you want, and I'm not even gonna blink. What's gonna be your next move after that? Like what are you what are you gonna do? Uh, that? <laughs> no, was that was that a comedy a comedy audience member or what? No, no, it, this is before I did comedy. Okay. But now, like, what, how, how, in the comedy shows, have you been heckled real bad where you wanted to get into a fight with someone? Oh yeah, yeah, maybe maybe. A small handful of times. All right. Well, what's the worst you remember where you just said, fuck this guy, man? Well, not too long ago, man. Um, I was so you just said, show. you know, you want to go to the audience and just punch this shit Well, out the last it. one was, uh, in, uh, I, was in, I was doing a show in Reno, and some some idiot was like, go, where you, uh, go back to where you came from. Oh, man. What club yeah. was this? Can you say the club? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was, I was a silver legacy. It was a casino. Oh, silver. Reno. What in Reno? Reno, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, um, and I was like, what? And I just fucking let him have it. And then I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'll kick him out. And they, and they kicked him out. Mm -hmm. And like, it was funny, man, because I just got really, really upset. And I'm like, I got, you know, you know, when you get into a fight, you get that, that tunnel vision, right? And I got right. that tunnel vision. But then after they kicked him out, I'm like, Everybody's staring at me, and it's all quiet. And then I had to come up with something. I forgot what I did, but right, right, right. it was funny, and I got him to laugh again. But right. yeah, it was very difficult. Yeah, it's hard for comedians, bro. When we have to like something like that happens, and we got to come back and get yeah. the audience back, especially when you ask somebody to leave, man. Yeah, That's and I, I've done that. I've done that maybe twice my whole life. Ask someone to leave, and that, that was the last one. And and yeah. it's just you know because you know how it is. I I, I deal with hecklers. It's fine. I, right. I don't. You know, and the majority of hecklers really aren't hecklers. What they're mm -hmm. just people who are a little drunk, want a little bit of attention. They think yeah. they're, they're helping you out. They think they're, they're you know. So I'm not mean to them. I, I try to control it because mm -hmm. a lot of them they get the hint. They're like, oh, I think I'm messing things up, so I'll just pull back a little bit. The mm -hmm. majority of people do that. You know, every once in yeah. a while you get that one person that just doesn't shut the hell up. Yeah, that happened to me once at the Houston Improv, bro. Mm -hmm. It's one dude, but the problem was he he was like riding shotgun, right? It was his girlfriend, and he was right behind her riding shotgun, right? And he starts heckling, heckling me, right? And I wait, you know, because I give him three strikes, you know, he's saying mm -hmm. shit. I ignore him. I'm keeping going on twice. Third time, I said, no, we need to stop, bro, right? And I said, uh, 
Well, let me do you. You're not into this show. You're not feeling it. I don't think you want to stay, right? So I'm going to do you a favor, right? I called the waitress over, right? I said, what's this cover charge? What did they pay to get in here? Right? I think it was like 10 bucks, all right? What's his bar bill for him and his girlfriend? Whatever it was, bro, I whipped out 100 bucks. I put it on her tray, and I told the dude, get the fuck out now. <laughs> nice. Pay it in full, bro. Don't, you don't want to be here? Look, I just took care of your chick, your bartender. Leave. The dude, believe it or not, right? Uh-huh. I don't want to go. I ain't going. I don't want to go. I go, then you have to shut the fuck up. Right. And the rest of the show, bro, that dude was. But right. he was trying to, you know, these dudes, bro, they try to be funnier than the comic to kind of impress the girl. Mm-hmm. Big mistake, bro. You, they don't realize comedians, bro, will eat them up alive on stage, bro. You think, right? We got the mic. Oh, yeah. You think yeah. you're going to walk off the stage letting a heckler fucking, you know, slam you down, bro? No, of course not. And then it's the same. How embarrassing would that be? What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> How embarrassing would that yeah, shit that'll be? That'll never happen. No, and, never and, happen. And it's the same thing like on Facebook. You know, like people try to be funny, try to, uh, try to on one, you know, up one you. And I'm like, dude, I do this for a living, man. Plus, I have time. I could. Do a little research. I can do a little. You know, I mean, I can think about it. <laughs> You're never going to beat me uh, on in Facebook in, in an argument. Right, right. And the thing is, this is like, is I'm not a like unlike a Trump supporter. I'm not afraid to be wrong. Like, if I'm wrong, I'll say, you know what, I was wrong. I'm not, I messed up. You're right. I said it wrong. That's not true. Or um, you're right about that. Like, I have no problem admitting when I make a mistake. I have no problem with admitting when. You know, I got the facts wrong, but for some reason, a Trump supporter is like, nope, nope. They double down, man. They double down. And that's so aggravating. They dug in, bro. Today, I got into an argument with a guy on Facebook, and he was telling me how Trump is doing such a great job with the coronavirus. I'm like, where? <laughs> what the? What the fuck? What? What? And the what funny thing is, that? and then and then all of a sudden, you know, you 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 show them statistics. And they're like, oh, fake news. I'm like, what? You don't even know what the fuck it is. Right, right. Like, it's, it's it, oh that's from CNN. I'm, no, it's not from CNN. It's from a college. It's from a research thing. And, da, da, and it, it doesn't fucking matter. It's like you know you it's you trying to tell a kid, look, there's no Santa Claus. Oh fuck you, dad. Right, right. You know bullshit. How do you think these presents get here? I'm like, I fucking bought them. Here's the receipts. Oh, those are fake receipts. <laughs> that's a scary part. They they know what do you say? Uh, they just believe whatever he says. Whatever he throws out there. Yeah, he's been throwing up stuff. Like- you know it, and, and you know that's true because it's like. When they come back, when when they debate you, they debate you with those exact words he says. Exactly. Right. And I'm like, dude, you're just doing being a parrot, man. You're just repeating what he's saying. And when I ask him to be specific, they're like, uh, buh, 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 right. how about Hillary? You know, it's all bullshit. No, I was watching this interview with Dennis Miller, right? Mm-hmm. Dennis Miller from used to be on SNL. Yeah, he's like what seventy now, sixty whatever. I don't know, but yeah, he's a, asking, he's a Republican, right? So they were asking him about Twitter and stuff. He goes, "You know, I reached an age now, man, where I'm just too old to get up and debate with these assholes, man. Right. You know, because they're dug in, and it used to be that we can have a conversation." He said, "But now it's nobody wants to talk. No, they want right. to scream, like you said. I got my side, you got yours. There's no one in the middle." So he said. I'm done with that shit. He doesn't and, do it anymore. Because and, like you said, you're with them all day. That's got to be exhausting. Oh, it is, dude. Like, I'm like, I can't even watch porn anymore on my computer. It's like, all I do is, 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 is just <laughs> I can't wait till this coronavirus is over. But, no, no, but you know, and, but the funny thing is, is I'm, I try to be very careful because some of the people who I argue with are my actual friends, people I've known for a long time. I mean, you know, you say that there's been a lot of friendships broken, bro, because yes. of this whole thing, right? And, I, and and that I refuse to to let happen. 
Like, I don't want that to happen. Now, if it happens on their end with me, that's their fault. That's their issue, not mine. Mm -hmm. But I will not unfriend a friend. I will not unfollow a friend um, over this. I, I think that's losing. I think if you do that, you're being dumb. I think you can debate really hard and... And then, at, but as long as you're not talking about Trump stuff, you could laugh, you could joke, you, whatever. Right. So, because I, I think that's the best way to do it. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to have any animosity over my different view from somebody. I want to, I try to respect their views, even though they're crazy. You know right. what I mean? But um, it doesn't always work that way, though, man. These, you know, they, they, they. I don't know, man. You see those and friend me this and friend me that. It's just even if you don't say anything, Joey, you just know what their thought is. And right. you know that they're supporting this dude. So even if you don't say anything, in the back of your head is saying, "Man, this fucking guy." You know, like, you, know you don't <laughs> just you, you just don't feel the same toward them like you used to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're like, how could you think that? Like, and it's a shame, man. That uh, that that's where this comes to, man. You know. And to be honest, dude, I hate politics. I hate politics. I right. I don't I don't because I think the, look, all politicians are full of shit. All of them, Democrat, yeah, sure, Republican. Sure. Whatever they are, they're, they're all liars. They're, they're all trying yeah. to get reelected. That's all right. they're trying to do. Right. I am not a big Democrat. Like, oh, I'm this. No, I'm just. I just think Trump is a piece of shit. He's a horrible human being. A horrible, <laughs> bad person. Bad person. Right. And so let me ask just, you: If you had him, if you had him face to face, what would you tell Trump? You got sixty seconds, Joey. Go. I would just tell him, you're the biggest piece of shit I ever heard or ever seen in my fucking life. And if I'm I'm allowed to punch him, I'll punch him. Yeah, you can do service. He had no yeah. secret service, I'll punch him right in the fucking He's the only person in the world that I feel that way about. The only person. Yeah. You know? He's been able, he's been able to tap into us the, 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 the fucking anger, man, and the hate, bro. He's been and able you know, to tap into but, us. And but the thing is, but the thing is this, like, he was this way before he was president, right? He was a dick. He was a, and I didn't care. It's none of my business. It doesn't, I don't, look, he's an asshole. Everybody's an asshole. I'm not, a, I make mistakes. I'm sure there are people that don't like me and I get it. And, and, and it's a different level. It's not like I'm being um, holy that holier than thou or nothing. It's, that's not it. It's yeah. that he's the president. And when you're the president, the standards shouldn't be low. They should be freaking high, man. You know what I mean? And he's not even close to that. He's not a close. The level, the the standard for president now is 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 fucking beyond the fifth grader. There are people who support him, who he, he they're twice as smart as he is. How could you support? Would you get on an airplane if you knew how to fly more than the pilot did? Like, would you do that? No, who the fuck would do that, right? So, like, but yep, they're like, I'm going to follow him. I'm going to do. I'm going to yeah. pretend I'm not smart, and I'm going to yeah. just follow him like a sheep. I'm like, that's no. stupid. Ugh. It's scary, it's scary, bro. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, listen, so again, like I said before, we're doing comedy in like 25 years now, 20, 25 years. What do you think of this new generation of Latino comedy, bro? What do you think of these new cats, these new jacks, bro? You know what? I, there's, like in anything else, there's good and bad. Um, when you and I started doing stand-up comedy, we had to learn by doing it. We had to learn, you know, there wasn't YouTube. The only time you could watch comedy is if there was a special on TV, right? That's it. That's it. And that was it. There was no way to really learn. We had to go to the clubs. We had to spend time in the clubs. We had to watch. We had to do this. We had to do that. Right. Nowadays, comedians are becoming um, comedians quicker because they're learning faster. And one of the things I like, the positive things that I like about Latin comedy now is that Latin comedians are doing way better material. They're not being like, like 
back in the day where everybody had to do a tortilla joke or my tia joke or this joke. And, you know, and I'm, I'm guilty of that too. Every, I think every Latin comic was guilty. We had, that was what, that's what people bought. That's mm -hmm. what they sold. You know, when there weren't that many Latin comics. So when Latin audiences came to a, a comedy show with a Latin comic, they wanted to see a representation of themselves. They wanted us to, to talk about the tia and the tio and the da and the da and the this and the that. So, so we gave it to them. I mean, that's why your, your shows were so successful, you know, um, the locals and, and local comedy jam. And, and, and because it was like, well, that's us. The Latinos were like, right. that's us. That's who right. we are. But now I think comedy is more sophisticated. I think you can be a Latino comic without being a Latino comic or, or not being, you can be a Latino comic without pandering, you know what I mean? To the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you know, but you still do it, but you do it in a, in a better and a smarter way. You know what I mean? Right, and it's right. just, um, and you know, and, and I just think that, so I, I, I like, there are a lot of good Latino comics out there. There are a lot of good, right. a lot of comics out there that all of a sudden I look at them. I'm like, Oh, okay. They, they're kind of okay. And then a year later they're, they're killing. I'm like, how the hell did that happen? You know, but good for them. Right. I would, you know, I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, I just think there's a group of them. I don't know if it's the ones who are more, let's say, like on a five to seven year level. But let's just talk about like the ones who are just coming up. Mm -hmm. And they're looking for instant fame, right? Instant yeah. success, you know what I'm saying? They think they, you know, put out a five minute set and where's Hollywood? And that's yeah. what the problem I have with some of the open mic is in the sense that they don't understand the game. They don't understand it's a process, right? right. You got to put in the work. You got to go into a lot of sets. And then, you know, you get better, you get better, you develop. And then, you know, then I guess, you know, the next best thing happens. Well, a lot of times expect like less than a year, like with Hollywood, it don't work that way. You, in other words, they're not ready, but they think they're ready. A lot of comics. How do, you, how do you deal with someone, let's say, who's not ready? And they say, Joey, put me on that show, you know, Original Kings of Comedy. Put me on your TV show. And they're not ready. What do you tell them? Oh, I tell them you're not ready. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm no, very um no no exactly you know how it is it is and you and I you and I share this the same thing as we we we're both producers and it's it's not about friendship it's not about um this if if somebody wasn't if you had a show and I wasn't good enough to be on that show first of all I wouldn't even ask you mm -hmm. but if I did ask you I would expect you to tell me the truth go Joey I would love to have you on the show you're my friend but you're not ready and that's and that's sometimes the best thing you can do for somebody. I agree. You know? I used to book, you know, when I, I used to book the El Paso comic strip, and and there was a point where I could pretty much book whoever I wanted, but it was a small period. <laughs> but there were comics that that I couldn't book in there because they just they weren't good for the club. Like they, they I thought they were funny, right. but they wouldn't. I don't think they would have done good in the club. Man. Like some of them don't get it, man. I'll yeah. tell you, bro. I don't even remember because you know you used to get the talent for for local comedy jobs. Yeah. So we're taping local comedy job, right? And you always have like extra comics show up in case nobody shows up, right? right, right. We can fill them in, which is smart. I would do it. So you got right. all these comics standing by hoping someone who's scheduled to come on TV doesn't show up, right? Right. So, but everything's going fine. So there's a comic, I won't say who it was. The dude was from, I don't know, San Francisco, South, I don't know, Stockton, whatever it was, whatever it was. He's standing there like on the side, knowing that I keep walking back and forth using that way, right? Try to get my attention, right? Uh, excuse me, Mike. I go, yeah. He goes, hey, listen, I'm so and so. Uh, you mind, man? Put me up for five minutes. I swear, bro, I'll destroy the room, right? 
I don't know who this guy is, right? And I look at him, I'm like, straight to the moon. I said, anyway, yeah, keep that in mind, bro. And I walk away laughing. I go, I don't even know who this dude is, but he said he would destroy the room, right? Uh, so I come back the other way. And again, yo, Mike, I promise you, bro, you put me up there for five minutes, I won't let you down, bro. I'll kill, right? I said, all right, thanks. Thanks for letting me know. Well, sure enough, bro, someone don't show up. I said, you want to promise me? You're going to destroy and kill, right? He goes, I said, go get ready. Go to the makeup room, right? Dude comes out, I bring him on that stage, five minutes, bro. The dude fucking died, bro. <laughs> it was nothing but crickets, cricket, cricket, cricket for five minutes, bro. I purposely, bro, waiting off sides of the stage like this, bro. Waiting for this motherfucker to get off stage. <laughs> he, walks, he walks off the stage, he looks at me, and then he runs away. <laughs> the dude just pulled out the door, bro. They, they don't, you know, here's a, you know, this is a perfect example when you're not ready, bro. Like you said, we're producers. We know when someone's ready, man. Yeah. When someone's not ready, right? This dude wasn't ready. There was another dude I remember, the dude from, I don't know, Colorado, I don't know where he's from, New Mexico or something. I think you had told him, unfortunately, bro, that he didn't make it. Right. And uh, he said, yeah, Joey told me I didn't. I go, well, I'm not sure about that. He goes, well, you know, is there something wrong? I go, yeah, you know, personally, bro, the way you look, I don't think you would want your parents, your family to see you on TV. You know, oh. you know seriously, I said, I personally wouldn't want to be seen with the set you just did. Right. You know, because he kept looking down and walking. Oh, wow. So, you know, he was talking, doing this all the time. Like yeah, this. yeah, yeah. You know, he goes, oh, no, I thought it looked good. And I, I don't know if you remember. I said, come with me. And I walked into the, the control, control room, and I showed him his fucking set, bro. I think you were there. And I said, here, would you want to be seen with this set, bro? Yeah? You right, right. ain't too bad. I go, well, you ain't going to be seen, bro. I'll do you the favor. You ain't going to be seen. You and still, he said, it don't look bad. Yeah, so no, no, that's, it's, it's, you know, it's stage presence. And the thing is this, when you're doing, when you're doing stand-up, you need stage presence. You shouldn't be doing that on a regular show. And if you, and especially on a TV show or, or like, um, I forgot who it is. How many comics asked you to be on the show or even asked me to be on the show? Sure. And all they do is talk to the audience. I'm like, you can't talk to the audience on television. Right. It doesn't work that way. I go, you need to talk to the camera. It's got to be to the camera. And before you know it, I remember, I remember, I forgot who it was exactly, but I remember somebody kept on telling me, Joey, come on, man, I want to do it. I want to do it. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, brother, you go, you talk to, he goes, no, I won't do it. I'm like, okay, then do me. And I, I think you came down to the laugh factory and I said, okay, do a set. I told him, don't talk to the audience. Right. All he did was talk to the damn audience. And then you didn't even, you left. And I'm like, and he came off. I'm like, dude, what the fuck was that? He goes, oh, bah, bah, bah. Like, dude, sorry. And he, get, and he didn't get on the show. Because right. it's just, you know, it's, it is, it's television, man. You can't fuck around. Everything from the production of it, from the lighting to the audience, everything, camera angle, everything, you know, you have to do the best you can with what you have. And, and, right. and the thing is, we had a lot of good comics. And there's no reason to have a shitty comic on. That's right. And for these new comics out there that who are going to do your first TV spot, let me give you some free advice. Take your time. Right? I mean, take your time. Tell the joke. Give it a couple of seconds. Go on to the next one. Don't rush it. Why do you want to do that? Because let's say the jokes don't, you know, they don't work, right? There's no laughter. Well, when we edit the show, we can put some in for you. Right. But if you go yeah. too fast, right, from A to B to C to D, you, you're not giving me enough space to throw it a lot for you. So and, every, you. and every audience is different. There are audiences right. that don't 
get a lot of laughs and you're like, oh, fuck. And you have, just have to think to yourself, like you said, okay, they'll sweeten it up. They'll, yeah. they'll put in the sound. They'll make it funnier. Wow. And then there are audiences that laugh too much because they know that's TV. And you're like, wow. so you do, you, they, they start laughing at the setup. And you're like, right. Right, right. You know what I mean? It also works when the audience goes like this. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Woo! You're like, I didn't say nothing. Just laugh like a normal person. Well, that's you know that, but that's that's all part of producing too. You got to make sure the, you have a good warm up. You got to make sure the audience knows what to do. You got to make sure they understand all the rules and they and and you know and and you got to get a vibe of the audience and the and the comedians right. need to get a vibe of the audience because their set may not be like a regular set. It may it, it may be, but it may it may be the audience doesn't laugh well, or maybe the audience laughs too much, or it may right. be where they you know you never know. You have to adjust, and because it's TV, you don't have the opportunity to really go back and forth with the audience. You just right. got to do your material. And and, so, and and the thing is this: if you're doing let's say an eight minute television set, mm -hmm. you may not do that. You mean if you having if you're doing well, or if the audience is one of these audiences that laugh too much, you may not do your whole fucking eight minutes. Right. You know what I mean? Or if the production is, is going late, you may not, hey, guess what, man? You're doing four minutes. Right. Just it is what it is. You know what I mean? And you just have to adjust. You got to get ready and adjust. Right. And I've done that many times doing a TV yeah. thing. I'm like, all right, let's, let me change up. And then I just, yeah. I'm like, you know, that's preparation. You know, that's preparing, you know? Um, so as, 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 if you had it, tell me what mistake do you think young Latino comics make? Like if you had to give advice to these comedians, what is the mistake they would make where you go, what would you say? These are things you should not do. Don't say you're a headliner when you're not. Okay. Um, don't say you can do an hour when you can't do an hour. And um, or better yet, don't say you can do an hour when you can't do a good hour. You know, some people go, "I'm a headliner." I'm like, "No, you go on last at a bar. You're doing 20 minutes like everybody else did 20 minutes. That going last is not a headliner. Headliner is the guy who goes in there and blows it apart. It, headliners, it's like a boxer, right? When right. you look at a boxer, you could tell a boxer. How, how polished they are. When a, when a boxer is like a contender, like a headliner, a main event fighter, he fights differently. He doesn't fight like an amateur, right? He fights, he's got class, he's got poise, he has timing. Nice. That's because he's poised and he has, he has, he's got experience. That's what a headliner does on that stage. A headliner go on that stage and, and just talk out of his ass for an hour if he had to, you know what I mean? So nice. it's not, and some comics will be like, oh no, I have the time. I'm like, no, not really. Not really. If, if it's that tight, you don't have the time. Like if, for instance, if, if, if you only have a gallon of gas in your car and you're, you're so far away that maybe a gallon will get you there. Maybe a gallon will get you there. Oh, <laughs> you gotta have more than what you need. You have enough, you have to have more gas than what you need to get there. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. That's kind of what you need with comedy or any, anything, a sport, anything. Oh man. Yeah, so now wait now. Oh yeah, okay, good. We we we've been here thirty usually we just do thirty minutes and we're right on that point. But before you go in that, so uh what do you got planned now as far as uh they say this pandemic might be around for another year, but yeah. Let me ask you this. What do you think if, if, if comedian we can't do live shows, let's say, for the next six months? That'll be almost like a year, right? Right. <laughs> what the fuck do we do with that? You know, so what do you do? We write. You know, my first show back was. You think like Zoom is going to be the future, man? Maybe, yeah, virtual comedy, man. Because the thing is this, and we should do it because otherwise we get rusty. I did, my first show back was in Florida. I did it like three weeks ago. I remember, right? What was it called? The Pirates Cove or something? Naples, it was, right? it was off the Hook Comedy Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In Naples. 
And well, let me I, ask you, how, how was the audience sitting? I'm curious because the they, they were spread out, like they, they, but but it was good. Everything was spread out, so they they could only fit, I think, half the the right, right, right. But it wasn't bad. It, it was okay. good. And um, but the, it took me about two shows before I I remembered all my stuff and remembered wow. how to do it. Otherwise, I was just messing around. But so yeah, so I think I think we need to do a lot of that. But luckily for you know, luckily for for me is. Because I'm, I'm I'm writing, I'm producing, I'm directing. I'm 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 getting right now. I'm in pre-production to shoot a short film, wow. and it has to do with uh, has to do kind of with racism, sort of. And um, matter of fact, the N like I use the N word uh, like almost as much as Quentin Tarantino in this in this script. Really? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. You actually say it? Oh yeah, I don't what, say what, what, it. You see, so, some, so some white actor is going to say it. <laughs> So now you know with political correctness, bro. Right. It's almost like a sin. You can't say that word, bro. Right. So what are you gonna do when they come after you because but, you use that? But, but they no, will. No, I'm just asking. They no, will, no. Joey. Yeah, you know how. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up, bro. You heard of the cancel culture, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. These people, bro. If you sneeze out of one nostril, they want to fucking cancel your show, bro. That's how fucking pathetic it's gotten. These people don't give a fuck, bro. You know what I'm saying? They don't give a shit, bro. They go and they want to cancel you. Trust me, if you use the N-word, they're coming after you, bro. Don't say they can't. They will. Now, how you react to it, I don't know. Well, what the thing is, is, the story, the story, I don't want to give away the story, but but the, sto the story. I want to get back to the N-word, but yeah, tell your story, bro. <laughs> I guess I could say it doesn't matter because it's no, 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 don't, 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 don't say it. Don't, don't, don't okay. say it. Don't so say basically, it. it's part of the story. It's part of the story, and there's a reason why. There's there's a solid reason why. Matter of fact, people, um, my black friends who've read it, right. gave me thumbs up, and they were like, they're like, oh, like I could, I could, like I was watching their eyes when I didn't tell them anything when I first read it when they get to those parts. Right. I was watching their eyes go like this, and then and they kept on reading, and they go, like, oh, okay, I get it. Did you get the approval from the white people? See, the that white people are more offended about the word N word than black people. What is that? But in, this, but in this story, it makes sense. And, and it's, it's like, you oh, know, Quentin Tarantino film. But, well, no, that's not like a Quentin Tarantino film. But it's, um, but it makes sense. And, and it actually is, um, it, it's, uh, it's really part of the story. And without it, it would, the story wouldn't work. Um, but, but you know, it's I'm I'm doing that. I'm, I'm working on another short film that I have to wait to shoot because the one that I'm going to shoot now only has two actors, mm -hmm. and the reason I'm shooting this one first is is because of Corona. Okay. Actually, I want to shoot the other one first, but um, which is about transgenders and gays. So you know, I'm I'm picking all these topics that are really hot now. For, now is, for that the one with the, is that the one with the N word? No, no, the the one I'm shooting now is the N word. So they have and, to do with what coronavirus. No, no, it's not coronavirus. I'll give you the story. I'll give basically what this story is is um, there's a man who's a you know a well-to-do middle-aged businessman who finds out he has a he has a, just a short time to live. He's got terminal cancer, and you know he 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 doesn't know how to handle it, but he but he remembers that if he dies in a homicide. The insurance, life insurance, doubles. Oh, okay. So he doesn't tell his family or anything. One day he, you know, he tries to, he makes he makes a deal with somebody to kill him. He's going to pay them money, but he, the person backs up, backs out. So 
so desperately. This guy's driving around, you know, Compton. And he's driving around. He's, he's looking. You don't know what he's looking for, but he's looking. And he sees these two, these two black men doing some kind of deal in a in a in an alley. So he makes a U-turn. He parks his car and he walks into the alley. One of the men walk away, and then one of the other guys, who's a huge, he's like over six, like six, six three, six four. He's counting money and he walks up to him. And the guy's like, "What do you want?" You know. And he just calls him the N-word. And he's like, what? Mm-hmm. He calls, it, calls him again. Calls him again. And then before you know it, this guy beats the shit out of him. And he's calling him. He's beating the shit out of him. And he, and he, he you know, he, he's bloodied up. And, and, and then, you know, the black character is so worn out from hit beating this guy that he just falls next to him. And he's looking at each other like, he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And the guy explains, man, I just, I want, I thought you were just going to shoot me. He goes, what do you think? I'm, I'm, I have a gun just because I'm black. <laughs> so they explain. So they, they, they actually talk about their lives together. They, okay. they sit there like in that movie, Enemy Minds, and they just kind of have this conversation. And a white guy shows a picture of his family and his wife is black. His, his children are black, you know, and, and then the other guy, then, you know, the, the, the black character showing the white character, his family, and they're having this conversation about life and about why, you know, about all this. It's, it's really deep. It's, it's a sh- short film. It's only eight minutes long, pretty, pretty much eight, ten minutes. And then, but at the end of the film, the, you know, the, guy, the black guy's talking to him and he turns because he doesn't answer and the guy's dead. He did, he did die. Oh, wow. So, so that's what the story, that's, that's like the story. That. Yeah, yeah. It'll so, be the next one you shoot. Uh, yeah, this that, is the next that, one. That's a short film? Yeah. How long is that short film? So this one's going to be around maybe eight to 10 minutes. Nice. Man. And so, so I already have the location. I think I know who the white character is going to be. And can I have, it? can you share it with us? Um, yeah, no, you don't know who he is. Okay. So he's, he's just an actor. Not going to be in LA though. Yeah. I'm shooting this in LA and um, I'm sure it's all one location, but it's going to be, but, but the trick with this production even though it's about eight, 10 minutes long, it's going to, it's actually going to be, it's going to be a lot difficult to shoot because um, of all the makeup. Um, so there has to be the transition. So even though the fight itself may take on film, maybe 30 seconds to a minute, mm-hmm. you know, every, every, you know, it's got to be bloody nose. Then we got to stop and then put on prosthetic. Then we got to do more action. Then we got to stop and put another prosthetic then we got to stop and do something else. Wow. And each one of those makeup things, I, you know, because I'm speaking with my my special effects makeup person. So each one of those things is going to take about 45 minutes. So wow. it's going to be about maybe three to four different stages of makeup. So that's, you know, that's that's a few hours, just that alone. So then as a director, I've got to worry about the lighting. I've got to worry because, you know, right. in hours, the lighting's going to be different. So I've got to figure that out with my cinematographer. I've got to figure out the makeup time. And then I've got to figure out how to shoot this safely because of the coronavirus, which I already pretty much have. I'm going to do this. So it's going to be a small crew, only two actors. Everyone's going to be have wear a mask, except for the actors, obviously. Um, but we're going to, you know, make sure they're 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 healthy. We're going to make sure that they're doing okay. And then uh, you know, it's all in the planning, man. Everything, you know, in you know production, it's all in the planning. And if you plan it well, it's gonna turn out good. And I and I have a does uh the, the character or the actor that's gonna play the white character. I really like him. I think uh um you know it's just gonna work right. He's he's about five seven, which is good because I want him a lot smaller than the black character. The black I I got three different 
actors I'm looking at for the black character, and they're all like six three, six five, huge men. I don't know, bro. That sounds racist to me, bro. <laughs> Why do you have to be tall black men, bro? Why can't it just be like five ten, five eleven? Because it's got because because it's got to be somebody big enough to kill somebody with. with bro, their are you saying a five nine black man can't kill somebody, bro? That sounds like some racist shit to me, bro. That's hyper. I want to protest your film, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. See this this cancel culture, bro. That's how ridiculous it is, bro. Right. I mean, yeah. what, how, what do you feel about these people? That they come and let's say they look at your act and they might get offended by a joke. Now they go to the comedy club and say, we're not going to go to your club no more unless you get rid of joining. You know what I'm saying? I think you that's think wrong. They, they, you think they've gone too far? Yeah, this thing that's wrong. Like, this is, this is the thing. I'm not, you know, like Roseanne, you know, she did what she did. I forgot what the fuck she did. Um, I, I disagreed with what she did, but I don't think she should get fired. I don't right, think. Right. I, the reason, now, this is the thing. She has the right to say right. what she wants to say, and right. but the network has the right to do what they want to do too. Right. So if they decide, hey, I'm gonna fire you. Well, no shit, then you can get fired. Right. I wouldn't, right. you know. Um, I personally never would have hired her, but <laughs> but <laughs> but because somebody says something that you disagree with, or majority of the world disagrees with, it doesn't necessarily mean they should be fired. Some yeah. people should. Not everybody, right. and, and and the only reason is because people have the right to be stupid. I mean, look, if if Trump would have been fired on his first day, exactly, he never exactly. would have got a job, right? But he exactly. said dumb shit over and over and over again. Right. You're like, oh, he's not racist. I'm like, how the fuck are you not racist? Right. When you do racist and say racist shit, of course he's racist. No. That's the president, you know. Yeah. I, I, you know, whatever happens. You remember back in the day growing up? I don't know, but you remember it's like if you don't like it. Switch the channel, bro. Yeah, yeah, and that's the way I feel. Just switch the channel. There's no, it's no. These people walk around with like plastic bubble wrap, you know, because they're so. Oh, that hurts. Well, oh, it's like For it's, what? You know, don't cancel. Take food off somebody's table, bro. It's switch like the, the channel, or, or don't, you know, just tell them to apologize. Do something, but don't take away the food that they eat, bro. Dude, and even this, like, their comics, I don't like. Like, not many. It's probably maybe one or two Very that good. I don't like. <laughs> but I'll never ever take food out of his mouth. For instance, if somebody exactly. so many times so many times I've heard people go, Oh man, this guy named Ernie G, I love him, he's great. I'm like, Oh, that's good, yeah. Good. I don't say nothing, I don't say nothing negative. You know, I'm like, whatever. I personally that's just my personal opinion. I don't I don't have any any love there. But but I'll never take any food out of someone's mouth. And if somebody goes, Hey, I want to recommend you, I'm like, dude, do what you want to do. Hire who you're gonna hire. That's yeah. none of my business. And Cause I don't want to take food out of somebody's mouth. And, and, um, there was a point I was trying to make, but I can't remember. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah I think, I think, I think they push it a little too far, man. Like, you know, like, you know, you know, switch the channel, you know, have the person apologize or, you know, at the end of the day, bro, was have a conversation with that person. Right. You know what I'm saying? Have a conversation with them. Say, you realize what you did here. We're going to tell you why we're offended. And then let that person tell you, Oh, this is where I'm coming from. Right. You meet in the middle. You right. talk about it. But now we, we're not going to talk about it, bro. What? what, what, what? I'm going to go straight for your jugular, bro. Cancel the motherfucker. Right, right. Nobody talks no more, man. You know, if you did something, I go, Joey, listen, this is why people feel this way. First is get rid of Joey. You see the difference? Right. So I, I, that shit got to stop, bro. Because and then people have, go ahead. 
And then they got people apologizing for shit they did 20 years ago, like a dumb joke or yeah, an old Twitter, an old Twitter. Twitter. Like, look what happened to Kevin Hart. Yeah, found some gay jokes he did five years ago. Right. And the what the Oscars wanted him to apologize. Right. And God bless him. He said, "Nope, ain't gonna happen." (laughs) The poor guy, you know, he lost that gig because of a tweet from five years ago. These people don't believe that people can evolve. Right? We evolve, right? No, of course. We change. We young. We get a little wiser. I was. Trust me, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't judge. President's different. President's a president. You can judge him because he had, he, he, we, he owes it to us. He has a, you know what I'm saying? He, he has a job to do for us. Um, but I don't judge nobody, man. I've, I've made so many mistakes in my life. I've mistakes I'll never, ever make again. I've, you know, I've, I'm, I, I, I'm a horrible speller. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I screw up. I've screwed up all, all the time. And, um, but I've evolved, you know, and, and I yeah. think you have to give someone the benefit of the doubt and let them evolve. And, and hopefully they're, they're a better person. I remember one time when I was a, a kid in the Bronx, growing up in the Bronx, I hated, I hated, uh, Koreans with, with the fruit markets because I <laughs> thought for some weird reason, I was oh, a junior come school. on, man. Those, no, no, I thought. They open twenty four seven, bro. No, but this is no, but check, Korean, check this stupid mentality I have. I, I had. I thought <laughs> the government gave it to them. The government just hooked them up, and I and I was thinking, yeah. like, who the hell do who who these people think they are coming to this country and just, and then getting you know getting the government to pay? Them. And then someone taught told me they go, wait, no. Wait, 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 let me let me ask you, how old were you, bro? Uh, I was seventh eighth grade. <laughs> All right, so, so that, that was eight grade. So you're like what, fourteen years old, something like that. Yeah, so I was like, I had the mentality of Trump. All right, so then so <laughs> there you go. You learn, you learn, you learn from the master. Yes. All right, so then, so then someone told you what? Someone said, no, no. What they do is they come to this country with very little. They save up, right? Then when they save up, they bring their family in. They work hard. They save up. And they spend their own money, and they do. And, and then I literally, like a switch, I went, "Holy shit, that's awesome! That's the American dream." <laughs> and, I was, and I totally did a two hundred one eighty like that. I'm like, "I got it. Okay, cool." I oh, you know what? I was completely wrong. But like, I don't mind saying I was wrong. Right. We all, as human beings, do things or say things or believe things that we find out later wasn't right. Black Lives Matter. When it first came out, I supported it. I always supported it because I understood what they were st- what they stood for. But I didn't like the name. I'm like, oh, dude, you got to you should say all lives matter because that way it's more productive. I thought it was counterproductive to call it all blacks black lives matter. I thought it was da, da, da. and then I started hearing why black people are calling that, and I would hear that, and I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. You're right, it does matter. And then I get it. It's like, why can't they have? Something for them is Black Lives Matter. It's just like when somebody says, you know, save the dolphins. People don't go, oh, hey, how about the whales? Or hey, how about this? You know, like, you know, nobody gives a shit. Right? It's just, you know, ASPCA. Like I, I posted something today. You know, it's it's, it's a, a animal whatever the association to get cruelty of animals. And um, but what if somebody goes, hey, how about cruelty of all living things? It's at some point, let people have what they have. African Americans, man, black people for, have been fucked over for 400 years and that's no joke man and i didn't even know all that shit you know I, I i at one point i'm sure i thought the same thing well hey you know there's nobody around now who's a slave owner nobody around now who's a slave 
but no, no, but pe- they've been fucked with for 400 years straight, straight. Right. Yeah, every society's changing. They pop, you know, one becomes president, people become successful here, they have da 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 da, but they're still being fucked over and they're still being discriminated against. And if you know, one one thing I, I recommend everybody to watch is that that documentary on Netflix called The Thirteenth. That it's about the Thirteenth Amendment, and you learn a lot of shit. I learned a lot about that, and uh, that made me get that made me start reading about the Constitution and everything because I'm like, holy shit, man! Poor black people have been fucked over. Time, Not just yeah. black people, but black people have been fucked over for so goddamn long. I get it. I get what they're what how they feel. I understand. Right. It makes sense. Right. And that's why you know you, you make a good point. That's why now when it comes to Latinos now. We have no voice, bro. We, we never don't. had a voice. And we some don't. crazy shit's been happening, bro. I'm not yes. saying that this worse what's going on with black people. Right. But nonetheless, it's some evil shit. And the latest, I don't know if you heard about that soldier. Like yeah, that's that's yeah. Right. I mean, missing for three months, bro. And they finally found her remains, bro. This girl, bro, was hammered to death. After being hammered to death, bro, they chopped her up in pieces and then burnt her fucking body, bro. Yeah, no investigation from the army. Nothing. Everybody's not speaking out. And now I've been doing a couple of videos on YouTube. If you want to check mm-hmm. them out, where I'm trying to use my voice, the platform, to bring awareness that we can get more protests, get politicians to talk, and get celebrities to talk. Well, because you know, it, the thing- it, doesn't, it doesn't seem like Latino uh, lives matter, bro. Well, like, you know what happened is, unfortunately, all that got buried under Corona and Black Lives Matter and, and protesting. It, it got buried under that. No, no, and, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm talking about, like, buried as far as the media. The media should cover it. I'm talking right. about, forget the media for now. Okay. I'm talking about us, Latinos, more protests. Uh, for example, like, celebrities, bro. And I'm, I'm sorry, I called them out, bro. The J-Lo's, the Mario Lopez. I called out a few people. Check out the video. Why aren't they using that platform to say justice for Vanessa Guillen? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The media will pick it up, but they got to see celebrities get in the game. The same with politicians. Once this becomes a, 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 a news issue, those politicians will be with suit and tie. Oh, yeah, they'll be saying the right thing, bro. But now mm-hmm. they're all chilling back. And that's what I'm saying. Latino, you know, we know, it just pisses me off, bro. There's no leaders and there's no unity. So I understand about, you know, there's so much else going on. But trust me, bro, if this protest and the voices were louder, but, bro, if J-Lo, Mario Lopez, uh, what's his name? Vin, Lin Manuel Miranda, that dude. Just to name a couple. You don't think if they tweeted justice for this girl, Vanessa again, bro, the media won't pick it up, bro? They will all pick it up. The good thing, not the good thing, but the guy killed himself, which is good yeah. for him. And But his girlfriend, they arrested her. And um, oh yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad they finally found her body. Right. They found the people responsible, but it's not over yet because now they have to go back to this Fort Hood and figure out why the superiors were all hush hush. Yeah. There's a big scandal going on. Bro. You're gonna this shit is gonna blow up in about a month. Watch, you'll see. Well, I hope it deserves it. I think you know it, it's just um. Yeah, there's just and, that, and, and, and and you know that, but but that's the same thing with entertainment now. Right? I mean, where are the Latino faces in entertainment, Joey Medina? No, you know, you know, one of the problems I think we have is in, in, in this, for Latinos in entertainment, and of course, this is just generally speaking, mm-hmm. is that crab effect. 
Latinos don't help other Latinos, not the way African Americans do, and not the way Asians do, right. or Indian. Like, like for instance, you know, they really black people back each other up. When a black person Definitely. does something, they Definitely. bring other black people to help. They Definitely. bring that crew. They bring black writers. They bring the exactly. good, and that's nepotism works. Exactly. And, um, but Latinos don't do that, man. Latinos exactly. don't do that. I'm not going to mention names, but there's like this. There's this director who mm-hmm. him and I have. A, he's Puerto Rican from the Bronx, and um, he's doing some big stuff. He's doing some big shows, and I know him. I met met him. We talk. We follow each other on Instagram and stuff. And but I'm like, hey, dude, I want to follow you. I want to. Can we have lunch? Can I take you to lunch? I want to talk. I want you know. This is my thing. We, we we have very similar backgrounds. Nothing. Never gets back to me. And I'm like, that's kind of just odd. Like because. I do. I, people hit me up all the time. Right, right. I always try to make time to to say, "Hey, what's up?" And I could tell if they're crazy, and then I, you know, blow it off. Or I could tell they're just they're just, you know, "Hey, man, I'm, I want to be a comedian." Da, da, da. I'll, I'll I'll take time and I'll write them and I'll well, you, you do this. And if I got the good vibe, I'll call them. You know what I mean? And there's times I've met, uh, not you know, right before Corona, I met a comedian who hit me up and. I'm like, yeah, let's have lunch. And we had pizza and we talked about comedy. And I, you know, they they asked me a bunch of, you know, advice or asked for advice on this and that. And I gave them advice, whatever I could do. And I don't mind doing that. I think that's a good thing to do. But when, when, when I don't, when I see Latinos not doing that, I just don't get it. Like I'm like, like they I don't would, get it. They 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 don't get it. And for people who heard the the Latino crab effect. Right. Just so you understand what it is, just picture crabs in a basket. And you climb, trying to get out of the basket, right? The more successful you are, the closer you are to getting out of that basket. Right. But then there's also, you know, another Latino crab behind you who's going to bring you back down into the basket. They don't want to see your success. And that's the Latino crab story. And you're right, Joey, there's, there's a lot of it out there, bro. Latinos can't see others. like it's, it, and, and you see it on Twitter, too, bro. You see it on Twitter. These bloggers, bro, Latino bloggers, they all want to be, how would you call it? They don't want nobody else to shine, bro. They want to be the first with the story. And if not, I'm not going to help you, who you brought the story. You know, it's it's all bullshit, man. But but as far as as comedy goes, right, like what you mentioned, I remember, like, if you go, like, to the Laugh Factory, right, Chocolate Sundays, right, you talk about black supporting blacks, right? Mm -hmm. Who do you see in that audience, bro? Black. You see fucking rappers, basketball oh, yeah. players, actors, yeah. all in the audience supporting the comedians. When you have a Latino show, bro, what Latino celebrity you see sitting in that audience, bro? Right. I have never seen one, bro. No Latino celebrity support Latino comedy, except when they see them on Netflix. Oh, oh that motherfucker's funny. But nice. they won't support us live, bro. I mean, I'm talking about comedians now, Latino comedy. We could blow this shit up and have our own show, bro. But it's the same thing. We have no support, bro. Right? We have HBO. You got support in you. Uh, I mean, the thing we, we're, we're a lot of us are doing well. Shit, we're know. doing we're doing well individually. We're not doing well as a group, and we're no, not helping each other out. Like no. w- one of the best examples of blacks helping blacks is Kevin Hart. What Kevin Hart does is perfect. Mm. It's amazing. He has a group of guys, right, and right. If one wants to be a writer, he writes. If one wants right. to be a producer, he produces. They they produce their own shows. They get stuff. He helps them. He helps move them along. Right. And and together as a group, 
they're successful. Kevin Hart is amazingly successful and well-deserved, right? And But the thing is, he does that. He backs each other up. And I try to, you know, I try to do it as much as I can. You've done it. You know what I mean? But it, but it, but it's, it's, it's hard. And then again, everybody was like, well, how about me? How about me? How about like, to relax? Oh, let's it, let's it, do it, this all together. Right. It's like when I did the K Locos platform, there was never, there was no platform out there. I created that platform and introduced over 200 Latino comedians to America, bro, that nobody else would have known who they were. Because right. Locos came out every Sunday at 10 o'clock for one hour. And, you, you know, the show became very popular, right? Where was the support, let's say, from celebrities or actors? You know what I'm saying? To try to mm -hmm. unite and maybe bring this show to an HBO, let's say. Right. Right? Or, or a Showtime. Something like to elevate it from where it was on Gallery Show. There was none, bro. You know, if we had a TV taping, bro, if it was a black comedy show TV taping, how many times would they cut to the audience? Look at Denzel Washington. Oh, shit, that little cool J. They would go right. to With us, it's like, I mean, let's put it this way. What I try to say to Latinos is follow the blueprint from our black brothers and sisters. Bro. Yes. Follow the blueprint, bro. Because they were excluded from the media. They weren't on TV, bro. They went on TV. They went on TV for news. They went on TV for, for comedy. They, and what happened? They said, all right, we're going to build our own shit. Say right. hello to BET. Hey. Right? Black no, entertainment television, bro. If you don't want us, we'll create our own Tyler Perry, man. You know, yeah. and, and, it's, and and that's that's the way to do it. Like, I, we don't do that. No. I mean, like, you... I I do whatever I can. Like when I, for instance, when I when I produce stuff, when I do stuff, I try to always get Latin talent. I always yes. try to get yes. Latin, you know, crew. Yes. Um. So they're always my first choice. Yes. And um. Even if, like for instance, I did a, I did I did a, I the one of the the last things I did, I did a film called um, the lesson. Is in in the three actors on there are all Latin. All three of them are Latin. Yancy Arias, Puerto Rican. But the movie is the, the film has nothing to do about Latin, being Latin. Right, right. None of it. It's never mentioned. It's right. never brought up. Right. And there's no reason to bring it up. It's right. just three actors, but all three are Latin. And I decided to have all three three Latins. You know, my crew. I try to always make if I if I if I if when I when I look at my, okay, I'm, I need a this person. I need a that person. If if it's um if it's a position that's open. And I see, you know, Cruz, you know, Flores or whatever. I'm like, that's the first person I'm going to call. Yeah. And now if they're not qualified, I'll get somebody else. You know, my right. DP is white. Um, my, uh, you know, my, my sound guy is, is white. And it's like, they're the guys that always work with. And I, I trust them. Right. Um, but anytime I can get a Latin person on, the, on a crew or in a cast, I always look for them. I would do the same thing. When we take the local series, I mean... Hey, listen, if I'm, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You tell me, bro. But I always said I want to give Latinos the job. I mean, they're qualified, obviously, because I want to feed Latino tables. I want to feed food. I want to put food on the table of my Latino brothers and sisters. Right. Nothing against the white or blacks, bro. But right. Latinos, bro, they're starving when it comes to this business. And I made a point. The camera guys, the audio guys, the director, the, everybody, the editor, all Latino, bro, out of Miami, just so you know, bro, because that's where we do all this shit. Right, right. Oh, we were 100% Latino. And, oh, man. I just hope more people would do that. Like, you do it, you did it, 
I and, did it. And the thing is, it seems like it died out. Joey seems like nobody's doing that shit no more. Well, There's I think no okay locals no more. I think no, but it, I think everybody's doing that, but us. Like you know, blacks do that, Asians do that, Jews do that. Um, yeah. And none of that is, there's nothing wrong with any of that, but we don't do it. Right. And, you know, like, um, like that one director I was telling you about, like this guy's a big director um, for television and I respect them so much because we have so much in common and it, it literally breaks my heart. I feel like I'm, I'm a pussy now. It breaks my heart that like he hasn't reached back because, because we met, we, we actually hooked up and met up at a film festival in New York. He was there and I was there. I'm like, hey, dude. And matter of fact, we both had on like the same shirt. <laughs> and, 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 um, you know, and then we started talking and this and that. But, but then I never, you don't hear from the person anymore. I'm like, dude, you're Puerto Rican. I'm Puerto Rican. You're from the Bronx. I'm from the Bronx. If, if I met somebody like that, I'd be, you know, one, one of the, one of my best friend, comedian friends is uh, uh, a guy named uh, Will Melendez, who's a, who's a Puerto Rican comic. This gay Puerto Rican comic, and I, I watched him do a show, and he was, you know, kind of a new comic. But when I heard he was Puerto Rican, I was like, "Hey, Puerto we start, I'm like, "I want to hang out with you. I want to get to know you, and talk right. to you, and you know, and be friends." So when when somebody else doesn't isn't that way, just to me, I'm like, I don't get it. Right. You know, and, and it's true, bro. And not to mention names, bro, but getting back <laughs> to that, like, to if you watch a lot of these Netflix specials mm -hmm. with Latinos and the ones on HBO, bro. And I look at the crew of directors. There ain't many Latinos, bro. There ain't many Latinos. So you know, you got a question, like you said, we do it to ourselves. You know, I, I, I'm not going to mention names, but let's just say, you know, they're doing Netflix specials, so they got to be pretty good, right? Well, dude, I, I'll tell you. I'll get your credits, bro. I'll mention I'm Latino, bro. What I'll mention. Fuck? I'll mention another thing, and I'm not even going to mention the name, and I'll tell you off camera later. But there's a guy who's a producer who I he did his first he did his first comedy special with me. I did it, and I made him look good. It was a really good special. I'm not going to mention which special because I don't you know. But um, and then he started doing all these other shows that were on television and never called me nothing. And one day I, I hit him up. I'm like, dude, it fucking hurts my feelings, man. How come you? You're getting all these new comics on these shows, not me. Wow. And then you're like, oh, but, 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 but. I'm like, all right, whatever. So then one day, one day I'm, I'm having a margarita, man, and I text him again. I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? So we met for lunch and we started talking. And I'm like, all right, cool. So he goes, hey, listen, man, I want, I'm going to do this one show. So the televised show. I want you to, I want you to um, direct one of the episodes. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That's what I do, you know, because I've already directed stand up. So I get it. But then, when the date when the date came nearby, I'm like hitting him up, going, "Hey, what's going on?" And he's like, "Oh, but, but." I'm like, "This motherfucker." <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, really? Okay, fuck." Wow. I'm like, "This is bullshit. It's just, it's just passive aggressive bullshit." Right. You know what I mean? Well, at the end of the day, anybody watching this, you know, obviously the message is, you know, try to support each other. Latinos, we got it. We need unity. Yeah. We need a voice. And we need to back each other up, man. And don't depend on nobody else. And uh, don't be afraid to raise your voice. Rock the boat. That's the other thing. My team's afraid to rock the boat, man. Don't no, you know what? Out loud thing. and rock that boat, man. You got to rock it. And my thing is this. Um, and I guess it sounds weird like I'm not. But I, I always try to be as humble as possible. I truly do. I really try. I'm, not, I'm like, I don't like, I don't brag. I don't say, say I do this. 
But at some point, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I am like, I'm good at what I do. I'm a great fucking comedian. I'm a great director. I'm a great producer. I'm a great fucking writer. And if somebody doesn't want to work with me, it's their fucking loss because I'm going to kick ass doing it and I'm going to do it anyway. So if they don't want to be part of it, that's cool, but I'm going to do it anyway. And then when it takes off, you know what I mean? Then they'd be, ah, oh, like, you know, when we did Lampalooza, right. there, there were people that didn't believe it. And then also when they saw it, they're like, oh, that's great. I'm like, yeah, fuck you now. You know, it's like, Lampalooza <laughs> was a good deal, man. That was a good production. It was a kill, man. You know, and it was just, but it's like, but it, it, it's like the, the best. The best way to get your message across is be successful. Just do what you got to do and just make that's, it work. That's the best advice I could think of. Well, Joey, it's been a pleasure, bro, chatting with you, bro. The last time we saw each other was uh, at the Ice House in February, right? Uh, for the uh, Que Locos 20, 20th anniversary. Yeah, yeah. But then we saw each other in, was it in San Antonio? Okay. Or? No, no. Before that was at the Ha Ha Comedy Club for oh, yeah, 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 a yeah, fundraiser yeah. in November. Right, right. Yeah, that was it. After February, bro, the coronavirus came, and that is it, bro. <laughs> so, uh, but thanks for thanks for doing this for me, man. I appreciate All it. Bro. You know, I'll do anything for you, Mike. All right, bro. You take care, stay safe, and I'm gonna check you out. Follow your feed on Facebook because uh, I gotta hear some more of that Trump shit going back and forth. <laughs> I laugh my ass off, bro, when they rattle you. They rattle you, bro. <laughs> it's fucking like a comedy show, bro. So thanks for that, bro. I'll be checking it out, bro. All right, man. I love you. Say hi to family, man. All right, man. So tell them where they can reach you, bro, if people want to reach you. Well, you can get me on all social media at uh, Joey Medina Comic. Joey Medina Comic. Um, my Facebook is full, but I also have a, a fan page, which is Joey Medina Fan Page. Um, but Twitter is Joey Medina Comic. Um, so is my Instagram, Joey Medina Comic. Follow me, please. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens. Cool, cool. All right, brother, man. I'll see you later, bro. Thank you, bro. You know, I love you, man. Take care of yourself. Love you too, brother. Take care. Bye, man. Bye. Bye. Bye.